Welcome to the Memorial Sermon Podcast. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your walk with God and drive you closer to Jesus. For more information about our church, visit mbcmetairie.org. Now, here's this week's message. And so today we're going to uh, be in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. I want to encourage you to go ahead and grab a Bible, or if you have a device, I think that it is so important for you to have your Bible during this time. I know that it's easy. You might be watching from home in your living room. You might be in your bathrobe. You might be uh, sitting with your hair matted to your head, all of those things. But nevertheless, I want you to grab your Bible and some notes. Maybe if you have a, a notepad or something like that. Uh, last week we, we used a, a word uh, together and so this time we're also going to be spelling a, a word as well. So this week we're going to continue in this vein of navigating through this crisis. And, uh, and this is actually pretty hard. Uh, this Sunday, I was actually supposed to be in, in New York City. We were supposed to be taking a mission trip to New York and we were supposed to be sharing. We had, uh, wanted to reach out to, to many of the, the Arab community there. And so, uh, I was actually not supposed to be here, supposed to have someone else preach, but all of our plans got canceled. All of everything seems to be turned upside down. My life, your life. But, the, the thing that I think about is, is how I get, I get texts every day from someone who maybe themselves has gotten sick or maybe they're worried with, with just their allergies that something is taking place and, and they're, and they're nervous about that. We're hearing people who are anxious because they've gotten around someone who's been around someone who might have contracted uh, COVID-19. And so there's, there's one side of this where one side of the coin is is certainly there is disease that is going on right now. That's the whole reason that we're meeting online. That's the whole reason that we're doing social distancing, not meeting more than groups of, of 10 people. The other side of this that many of you are feeling, probably many more of you are feeling, is, is the economy. And some of y'all have told me personally, you've said, Pastor Dan, I've, I've been laid off. And... Some of you have told me, Pastor Dan, I've, I've, I've had to take a pay cut. And I, and I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do. There's, there's bills to pay. There's rent to pay. And I just want you to hear from the bottom of my heart, I am, I am right there with you. Last week in my sermon, we had talked about sharing God's resources. And so I, I took my own sermon's advice. We had a, a trusted friend that actually moved in with us this week because we say we need to we need to share God's resources and if they can't pay their rent if they're not going to be able to pay some of their bills then then we just need to pray about it so Carrie and I talked about that and and had that opportunity to reach out to someone maybe you don't have that but certainly that you could say you know what I I can maybe I can donate a, a meal to this person maybe I can buy this person a, a little bit of gas I, I got a I got a phone call last night from a person in our church who just happened to have a little bit of of extra savings and said, Pastor, what can I do to help? And I said, here's what you can do to help. And so uh, there's the side of the sickness, and then there's also the side here of, uh, of, of the economy and everything that's going on. And in our house, we have, we have put a, a freeze on 
pretty much buying anything that we don't need, you know, anything online or a movie here. You know, sometimes that, that you, you just, sometimes you just uh, spend money, you know, sometimes you don't even have to think about it. You know, you're spending money to buy uh, a Coke or to go to a restaurant. But now, I mean, many of you are, are budgeting. And so anything outside of food or, or gasoline. And so we're doing some hard budgeting, just like uh, many of you. And, and uh, let's just be honest, sometimes you just got to laugh a little bit about it. We even have been taking an inventory. I, I don't know about you guys in here or you guys online, but, but we've even been taking an inventory of our freezer. Have you done this? Where you, you open up the freezer and may, there, there's stuff that's shoved all the way to the back that you didn't even know that you had. And you said, man, what, what is that? Can we cook that? Can we, can we pull that, that stuff out? Is it still good? And so, uh, so we've been taking this inventory. And let me tell you, our home feels like an episode of Master Chef. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, my, and my wife, I'm, I'm, God bless her. She is, she's been taking some of the most random assortments of food that are in the back of the freezer or that are in the refrigerator. And, uh, she's been putting the, putting these things together, putting these meals together. And, and I just got, can I just brag? Like these meals are coming together and they are fabulous. Like they're fabulous. And, and so uh, even last night, no lie, last night she made a dish and, and this assortment, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It had like some pasta shells and some chicken and like, uh, I think there was some tomato sauce and cream cheese and all, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just, it just kind of came together and, and, and we didn't even know what to call it. We, we didn't even know. We were like, what, what are we going to call this, this meal? And it turned out so good. Even my daughter, you know, my, my, my older daughter said, Mom, this is great. We should make this more often. It's so cool. It's so different. We've never had anything quite like this. And so we were joking. And, you know, sometimes you got to laugh or you're going to cry. So we were just joking. And we said, you know, we, we might even have to call this COVID pasta. So after this is all gone, we might be coming together and making uh, COVID pasta. But that's what I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you about a recipe of things that you already have in order to experience a personal revival in your life. Right now, there's a lot of scenarios that are going on right now. Some of you are working. You're okay. Maybe you're in the military. Maybe you're uh, on the police force. Maybe you have a government job and, and you're still continuing to get paid. For some of you, it is the total opposite end of the scale and, and you've been laid off and there is no income. And you're asking, okay, you're hearing maybe about these checks that might come from the government or whatever. And you're, and you're asking question, God, uh, will you provide for me in, in the meantime? So we have people in our congregation or who are listening today that are on all different types of, of the spectrum. The other thing is, is the family dynamic that's taking place right now. For some of you may be retired. And so uh, let's just be honest, this feels very similar. If you are a homebody, this feels very similar to how things would normally be. You just, for some of you that are more socially uh, inept when, when, you're, when you're retired, you know, maybe you just can't get out as much as you would like to. And so for, for some of you, it, this in a sense, it feels natural. Maybe you're single, maybe you don't have kids. And so you're finding a ton of time on your hands and you're having to do things in order to fill that time. And now I want to talk to the folks who have kids. For the folks in here who have kids, especially young kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The last thing in your house is quiet, 
right now, everything, man, you come home, the kids are all around, everything's buzzing, and the last thing you have is a moment alone. And so there's all different scenarios that are that are taking place. And one of the things that I feel like happens with so many people during this time, and even myself included, is even in the midst of whatever scenario you're dealing with this morning, sometimes you can still feel stuck in the fog. It's just the fog. It's You get up, okay, what am I going to do with my day? You know, what what am I going to do? And if you've been to the grocery store even, you know exactly how this feels. It's almost like an an eerie feeling, you know. No one's really talking to each other. And and there's just not a a bubbliness or a busyness. I mean, it's just, it's kind of an eerie fog. And so here's what I, I sense that the Lord is telling me for you. Is that this can either be a time of confusion a time of anxiety. Yeah, maybe it's even a, a, a time of sin. I mean, what, what, do we, what do we say that idle hands are the devil's workshop? I, put, I posted on social media uh, recently that I was really encouraging men during this time. Don't let your eyes wander. Keep your heart pure. Keep yourself from things like pornography or looking at, at move, watching movies and entertainment that aren't going to fill you up. That is a real temptation. You can either drift far from God or you can be drawn closer to God. So things like pornography or filthy entertainment, maybe that, that, that you are, are prone to, to drink uh, during these times of anxiety. And I would just encourage you as your pastor, don't let this be a time for you that you sway far from God. Let this be a time, as we're talking about today, of a personal revival for you. Do you realize, even in the midst of everything going on, no matter what you've been to, do you realize that this, in this point in your life, this could be the closest that you've ever been to Jesus This could be a personal revival. You don't need things like money. You don't need to be in control. In fact, to have a personal revival, the more desperate you are, the better it is because you're more dependent upon God. You certainly don't have to have it all together. And I just want you to hear that loud and clear. Maybe you're joining us today and your whole world is falling apart. And I just want you to hear from the Lord. You don't have to have it all together in order to experience a personal revival with Him. You just need a few ingredients that you already have. And I'm telling you, it's not just a great meal. It is a great experience maybe that you've never experienced before. So let's bow and have a word of prayer before we dive into God's word together. Father, we come to you this morning. I thank you for your goodness and I thank you for your grace. God, we who are in this room today have already experienced the power of your Holy Spirit. There's a freedom in here. God, I pray that there would be a freedom for those who are watching at home. God, I pray, God, that you would use our time in your word to experience a personal revival. God, I pray for anyone who's struggling right now, who's going through a tough time right now, who doesn't have a job right now, who's had their pay cut right now, 
who's at home with kids trying to teach them, trying to, to homeschool them and, and maybe pay a babysitter in the meantime. God, there's so many things. And God, we just come to you and we pray for your perfect peace this morning. God, we pray, God, for our church to have a revival. We pray for our city and our nation to have a revival. God, yes, we need comfort. But we also need to be challenged during this time to draw closer to you. And God, I pray that you would challenge us with your word this morning. God, to, 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 to run after you. God, as the song says, give us one pure and holy passion. Give us one magnificent obsession. Give us one glorious ambition for our life to know and follow hard after you. Oh God, no matter what comes our way, God, let there be God uh, a grit in our soul that says, I am not going to take my eyes off Jesus. Though the water is raging, though the wind is howling, I am not taking my eyes off Jesus. You are our provider and you are our savior. God, guide us right now during this time in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to put up on, her, on, on your screen here uh, just one more time. If you're just now joining with us, uh, you can go to nbcmetary.org slash worship guide. Uh, you can also fill out our information card. We're going to put that up on your screen right now. So if, if you want to get some of those notes, you can go ahead and be looking at those notes together. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to be starting in verse 42 and read through verse 47. Again, if you're just now joining, with us. We encourage you to, to share our worship service online and share our time in God's Word together. Maybe that you don't have those notes or maybe it's difficult for you to get uh, those. Maybe that you just get a sheet of paper and down that sheet of paper you write the word, each letter, you just write the word please. You just write the word please because as we're longing for this personal revival, I think that's what our hearts need. Our hearts need a longing in our soul that says, please, God, please don't let me drift. Please provide for my needs. Please take all of me during this time. So if all you have is a sheet of paper, I want to encourage you, just down the sheet of paper that you can write the word please by the different letters. Join me in reading verse 42 through verse 47 of Acts chapter 2. It says this, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Verse 43, everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Verse 46, Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Now look at this last sentence. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. There's many scholars and there's many people who have studied all different types of revival and many will say that this passage describes the greatest revival. This is the birth of the church. 
This is right after the day of Pentecost. Jesus has been crucified. He has been buried. He has been resurrected. And then on the day of Pentecost, 50 days later, that he, uh, that, that the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles. And then Peter stands up. He begins preaching and people just start giving their lives to Christ. It is a time of revival. It's a time where great things are happening. And so here I I think that it would be so important for us to home in and say, okay, God, if, if they had, if this is the, one of the greatest revivals, if not the greatest revival that ever happened, God, show us from your word how we can have this revival in our lives too. And so right now, if you've got your notes, in the midst of all that's going on, you can experience a personal revival in your life by, first thing, P. I want you to write the letter P. Planning your day. Planning your day. You say, Pastor Dan, well, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Oh, but I'm telling you, it is. Look, look at the very first three words here in verse 42. It says, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. Now, now skip down with me to verse 46. Again, we've got this, uh, the same, uh, almost the same pattern here. Every day they devoted themselves. And it goes on to talk about meeting and things like that. In both cases, in verse 42 and verse 46, this is the Greek word proskartero, proskartero. And it can mean perseverant. Uh, it could be, it could mean that they were diligent to do this. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a grammar lesson. So hang with me here. A little bit of a grammar lesson. The, the, the verb grammatically is a present active participle. Now, you probably have no idea what that means unless you are an English teacher watching today. But here's what I want to teach you about this particular verb. It means that it's continually ongoing. It's not like they just, oh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' t teaching and, and, and so on. They, they didn't just devote themselves one particular day or one particular month or anything like that. It means that they were continually devoting themselves, that they were prioritizing their life. I love it. if you're reading this morning with a, a New American Standard Bible, it says it, it says it this way. They were continually devoting themselves. And then it goes into these other things. So here's something that you need to know, especially if you're watching today and you're in the fog, you need to hear this. If you don't run your day, your day will run you. If you don't run your day, your day will run you. And it's important for you to be like these early believers and, and to plan out your day. Find out what you're going to be devoted to. Two. Some of you might have, have been in that place where you're up at 10 or 11 at night and, and, and you're thinking to yourself, what, what have I done today? What have I accomplished today? And so here's what I, I want you to, to think about. In the morning, I want you, when you wake up, to either get a sheet of paper. Many of you have a, a notes section on your smartphone. I really want to encourage you, when you wake up, instead of just mindlessly scrolling on social media or, or looking at the news or anything like that, even before you do that, I want to ask you this question. What are you going to be devoted to? 
And I would encourage you, we're going to talk about the things to be devoted to here in just a second, but I want to encourage you, if you want to experience a personal revival, to get that, maybe your phone, that notes section, and I want you to plan out your day. I want to encourage you to plan out your day. This is so important. These early believers, they prioritized their lives. One, one, as I was thinking about, about doing this, make an appointment with God. Maybe that's the first thing you do. I'm going to make an appointment with, me, with, my, with my God. Maybe that you, that you plan on just listening to some worship music. You say, well, I could do that while doing something else. Well, why don't you plan on it? I'm telling you, uh, if, if you're in the fog right now, if you're dealing with that, you need to worship. And I want to encourage you to put on some worship music. If you have one of those Bluetooth speakers, just let it blast through your house. If you're at work and you're able to have some worship music, just let your mind be filled uh, with the glory of God through some of that. Make a list of people to call. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But here's something that I'm telling you. If you will plan to do this, that if you will, if you will just clean maybe one room in your house, and you say, Pastor Dan, that that doesn't sound spiritual at all. But you know, what? there really is something like you know, people use the phrase cleanliness is next to godliness. But if you feel unproductive, I'm telling you clean a room of your house. This week, I tell you, I was stuck in the fog and I said, I'm going to clean my office. I'm going to throw away any old papers. I'm going to uh, look at, and now I have a place to go sit and it's clean. I can read God's word. I can study there and I don't feel like there's, there's, there's disaster all over the place. So maybe that you do that. I was even thinking about the, the extra time that, that we've been giving. One of the things that's on my list, you might think that this is silly, but just simply flossing, flossing. And maybe you haven't flossed in a long time and you're saying, well, Pastor Dan, again, why, what does this have to do? I'm telling you, I was flossing my teeth this week and God spoke to me. He spoke to me. He said, he said Dan, you know how you are cleaning every nook and cranny? He said, what about every nook and cranny of your heart? Is there any sin that you haven't repented of? Is there anything that you're holding back from me? And as I'm standing in front of the bathroom mirror, God spoke to me. He just resonated in my heart. Dan, do you have any language that you need to repent of? Dan, have you been, have you been wasting time with entertainment? Dan, how's your mind been, been wandering? Have you snapped on your kids? All of those things. And, and as I'm, even as I'm doing that in front of the mirror, I felt like God just spoke to me and said, Dan, just, just repent of those things. And let me tell you, like the weights started coming off. And so I want to encourage you to even plan out your day and prioritize things like that. Plan your meals, plan your kids' days. These early believers were prioritizing their lives. They were continually devoting themselves to these things. So P, planning your day. The second thing that I want you to write down, so we're going to, again, we're spelling the word please. So P, planning your day. And then I want you to write L, learning God's word. Learning God's word. I want us to look right here in verse 42 of chapter 2 of Acts. And it says, they devoted themselves, look at this, to the apostles' teaching. 
to the apostles' teaching. you got to remember, they didn't have the New Testament at this particular time. They didn't have the teachings of Paul and Peter and John and any of the apostles' teaching that, that we have today. I mean, they had to get it directly from the apostles. And, and so here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to learn God's Word during this time. Maybe that you have a, a Scripture memory verse once a week. Maybe that, that, that you are reading your Bible, prioritizing. Give yourself a time. At this time, I'm going to start reading my Bible. I'm going to get up before the kids and read my Bible. Maybe it's watching a sermon. I prefer uh, sermons from Memorial Baptist. But maybe that you want to watch a sermon from someone else. Maybe there's a, a teaching that's out there. Get on Right Now Media. We've given that as a resource to you. A podcast uh, or, or reading just, just some faith-building books. I, 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 as I was thinking about this, of just learning God's word, my mind was blown away that we have, listen to me, more Christian resources, more Christian resources than we ever have in the history of mankind. And Christians sometimes are no closer to Jesus. And so for us that we say, no, we're not going to waste our day. We are going to learn God's word in all of these different facets. Now, you might be saying, some of y'all, I know that I know what you're thinking because you've told me before. You said, Pastor Dan, you know, I'm just not much of a reader. Well, I've given you some other options there. But you know what I hear when people say, you know what, Pastor Dan, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not a reader. I mean, when you say that, do you realize what you're saying? Not even the God of the universe can get my attention. I mean, that's honestly what you're saying. And so for us that we want to say, you know what, God, we want to give our hearts to you. It really has nothing to do so much with reading words merely on a page. It has everything to do, listen to me, with a hunger in your soul. It has everything to do with a fire in your belly, a desire to see the kingdom of darkness fall. My, my, my youngest daughter, who's 11 months old, She's at this place where she's starting to eat uh, toddler food, little pieces of food that we might have on our plates. And so we're trying to, to feed her. And there's, this, there's these moments where we're trying to eat while she's trying to eat. And, and what's so funny about this is sometimes we can't get the food to her fast enough. And so what she'll do is, is she'll actually scream out. She'll just let the, this little screech come out if we're not doing it fast enough. You want to know why she does that? Because she's hungry. She's hungry. She wants more. I am praying for a personal revival in your life and in the life of our church where we don't screech and let out, but where there's this deep desire that says, I want more of you, Jesus, during this time. Do you have that? Because that is one of the pieces of this recipe where Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But listen to this, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's learn the word. Let's give our hearts and give our minds to learning during this crazy season. The third thing that I want you to write down. So we got planning your day. We got learning God's word. And now we're on E. E, encouraging one another. This one's great. Look, look with me right here. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And then it says to the fellowship. 
to the fellowship. If you want to experience personal revival, you just can't take in, okay? We call that being spiritually fat, okay? You've got to exercise out your faith. You've got to give out. So here's what I want to ask you. Who did you encourage this week? And I'm not asking what you posted on, on social media, what memes you're putting out there. No, no, no. I'm asking who did you encourage this week? Who did you reach out to? Remember that list I was talking about earlier? I Before your day even gets started, I would make a list. Go through your phone numbers of who you're going to call. Who did you call? Who did you text? Some of you guys that are watching here today, do you have any idea how much you blessed your pastor? You blessed me so much this week. And you say, how in the world did, did, I, did I bless him? And some of you just sent me a simple text message with three words, three words. And it said, how are you? You have no idea how much that encouraged me. You have no idea how much that meant to me. And I want to follow your example by paying it forward to the others based on what we see right here in Scripture. And I, was, I was thinking about even one night this week, um, I talked to about half a dozen people on the phone. We had kind of gotten home. The sun was going down. I just went out in, in the backyard doing a little social distancing right there. But I talked to about half a dozen people on, on the phone. And I had already decided ahead of time, by the, by the time that we got off the phone, I was going to ask them if I could pray for them. And certainly when we got to the end of, of our conversation, I said, hey, before I let you go, and I asked them, I said, would you mind if I prayed for you right now? And let me tell you, uh, all of them said, yeah, absolutely. And so I just had an opportunity right there over the phone to, to pray for them. And while, man, I hope that that was a good encouragement to them, and I think that they, they needed it. But when I hung up the phone, something was resonating in my heart. Something was working in me, and, and I was just amazed. I said, God, your spirit just feels so alive in me. Man, I, I need to do this with every conversation, whether there's a whether COVID-19 is going around or not. The, an encouragement to one another. Don't just put things out there on social media. Make a call to someone. I love this quote by Christine Kane. Some of y'all may know who that is. Christine Kane says, Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried. Do you feel like you've been buried? Do you feel like that? She says this, but actually you've been planted. You've been planted. You might feel like you're in a dark place, but the reality is you haven't been buried, you've been planted. And so that you can use that planting to reach out to others in the midst of everything that's going on right now. So we've got P, planning your day. We've got L, learning God's word. We've got E, encouraging one another. Now let's do A, A, adoring Jesus. A, adoring Jesus. So we're just gonna go back to verse 42 again, devoted themselves, the apostles teaching to the fellowship. That's what we just talked about, encouraging one another, being together, even though we have to social distance. And then look at this, breaking of bread. Now you say, Pastor Dan, okay, how does breaking bread have anything to do with adoring Jesus? Okay, well, let's talk for just a minute. We need to put ourselves in the New Testament church. 
in the New Testament church, they would go to each other's homes and they certainly would have meals together. You know that having a meal is one of a great way of connection. But here's what would happen in the, in the New Testament. During the meal, that's actually when they would take the Lord's Supper. Now, this is important because in our culture, usually you would come to a church service and uh, maybe that you come forward or maybe that we in our church service here, we pass the plates, we pass the bread, we pass the little cups of, uh, of juice, and we, and we take the Lord's Supper together. And so this might feel a little odd to us, but the reality is for them, they would do it together. They would share a meal together, and then they would also take the Lord's Supper together. And so what they were doing is they were adoring Jesus by focusing on his death, burial, and resurrection together. You need to do this in your own life, focusing on his death, burial, and resurrection. You need to realize that you have salvation. Do you realize even if, worst case scenario, even if you died today, even if you died today, that you have a home in heaven if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if you've had your sins washed away, if you've repented, nothing can hurt you. Things can only get better. And you think, well, what about my family? Let me tell you, God is sovereign and he's gonna take care of your family regardless of the things that, that take place. But we need to spend time adoring Jesus. They didn't wait till they were in a church building to remember Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And, and let me tell you something, there's nothing that will pick you up. There, there's nothing that will give you mind clarity. And some of you just need mind clarity, just like worship. Are your bills piling up? Worship. Is your anxiety and stress piling up? You need to worship. Do you feel like life is spinning out of control? You need to worship. We're going to put this passage up here on our screen and on your screen as well of Psalm chapter 22 verses 1 through 5. Now, you when when you see this, some of these things you you'll say, Pastor Dan, that sounds really familiar. You'll you'll remember that Jesus actually said some of these words. He was quoting some of these words as he was getting ready to die on the cross. But these are this is a quote from 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 King David who is crying out. And here's what I want us to I want us to see the shift in his mindset. Let's look at this. And you might even feel the same way. In, in verse one, it says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Do you feel like that? Why are you so far from my deliverance and from my words of groaning? My God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer. Maybe you feel like your, your, your prayers are, are, are floating up and bouncing off the ceiling and coming back and hitting you in the face. Maybe you're saying, I don't feel like my prayers are getting anywhere. Cry out by day, you don't answer by night, yet I have no rest. Now I put this in red because I want you to see right here on your screen, I put this in red because it said, because I want you to see at this part right here in verse three, he begins to worship. He begins to worship. And then I want you to see what follows after he begins to worship. I want you to see his attitude change after he worships. Now look at this. It's, I can almost picture him lifting his hands up and, and singing this at the top of his lungs. But you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Do you see that? 
He just starts crying. He says, God, you're holy. You're magnificent. You're glorious. You're enthroned. And some people would say that, that some versions of the Bible will actually say that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. They get this from, from this particular verse right here. Now look at his attitude change. Look at how everything changes. Look in verse four. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you rescued them. Yeah, doesn't that sound so different than verse two? It says, but you don't answer. I have no rest. Look, look, at, look at his faith is being built after he's worshiped. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you rescued them. Verse five, they cried to you and were set free. They trusted in you and were not disgraced. Do you see even how the, the biblical author here says, you know what? When I praise God, my heart begins to trust him. Whatever's going on in your life today, you need to adore Jesus. You need to focus on his death, burial, and resurrection like they were with the breaking of bread. You need to worship him. I'm telling you, prioritize it. Let it be a part of this recipe in your life and by having that personal revival. So right now, in the midst of all that's going on, you can experience a personal revival in your life by P, planning your day. L, learning God's word. E, encouraging one another. A, adoring Jesus. And then I love this one. S, put this one down. Seeking God in prayer. Seeking God in prayer. We talked about this a good bit last week where we talked about how the people of God got together, they prayed, and the place was shaken. I mean, prayer has that kind of power. You know, so many times when we think of prayer, we're thinking, you know, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you. It's almost like a, a, a slot machine prayer where you're like, okay, maybe something will happen. Maybe something won't. No, let's say, no, this is a part of the rest. This is a key ingredient of the recipe. Do you have some recipes out there that, that if you don't add the key ingredient, it's just going to fall apart? Well, this is the key ingredient right here that they devoted themselves to prayer. They prioritize prayer. I would encourage you to say, you know what? I'm going to carve out a portion of my day just to pray. Martin Luther said it this way, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. For us, in the midst of a crisis, we have to devote ourselves to prayer. The power of God is manifested when we cry out to him, when we get on our knees. This morning, I want you to know that we prayed for you. Our praise band, we got together this morning and, and we just called out that there would be a sweet spirit, a move of God, a revival that takes place, starting with us and seeping out to you and to the rest of the community, the nation and the world. I'm praying for a revival and I want you to hear loud and clear this morning that we have prayed for you and that we love you and that we care about you. I, I, wanna, I wanna show you how this, how this worked practically even in the Old Testament. I want us to think about things that maybe we've read or things that we've grown up. Many of you will know 2 Chronicles 7.14. We're gonna put it right here up on your screen. 2 Chronicles 7.14. Many of you may have even memorized this growing up. I'm gonna use the New King James Version of the Bible because I think that's what most people have, have come to memorize and you'll be able to be familiar with it. It says here in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name, look at this, will humble themselves and pray. That's a promise. And seek my face. You see, seeking God in prayer, 
Humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. We've got to repent of our sins. Then look, then I will hear from heaven. That's a promise. And I will forgive their sin and heal their land. What was taking place here is that Solomon was devoting uh, the temple, the, the temple, the first temple after the tabernacle. Solomon uh, built the temple and it was being dedicated to the Lord. And God saw his dedication and he, and he said to, he said to him, listen, if, if, if anything should happen, if you've got sin in your life, and let's just be honest, there's sin all over our nation. I, I do believe that part of the reason, maybe not the full reason, but part of the reason that, that some of the things are taking place that are going on right now is because God's just trying to get our attention. How many times do we ignore God and God is trying to get your attention? And whenever things like this happen, it's like a megaphone in your life. And so you can almost read this, this chapter that way. If, if a megaphone of things that, that is going on, then listen, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Many of us know that part. But do you know the verse that comes right before this? Do you know the verse that comes right before it? We're going to put it right up here on your screen. I want you to see this. We're working our way backwards. But let's look at verse 13. It says this. It says, When I shut up the heaven and there is no rain. Some of y'all sent me something this week that talked about the fires in Australia that had been going on this past year. And there was no rain. Nothing had put out these fires. And then, and then it says this. It says, or command the locusts to devour the land. We've been talking about how right now in Africa, while COVID-19 really hasn't hit as hard as it, as it has, that the locusts right now are just eating up that part of the world. They're, they're going through all these different countries. People are hungry. They don't have a disease, but they don't have food. And so right now, and then now look at this, or send pestilence among my people. Is that... Is that where we are? Is that where we are? The whole world is dealing with all three of these things right now. And then we say, okay, God, these things are going on. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. That's where we want to be. We want to be praying. We want to be on our knees. Not just these slingshot prayers, but genuinely on our knees going after God. They devoted themselves to prayer. As you move on in this passage, you'll see some other things that were taking place. They're seeing signs and wonders. They're being filled with awe. Um, verse 44 says that the believers were together and, uh, and they had things in common. They were sharing things. We've talked a little bit about that, that they, they got together. They, they, even in the midst of everything that's going on, they, they ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, verse 47 says, now look at the very last sentence. I don't want you to miss this. Every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The last letter that I want you to write down is the letter E, and it's evangelizing the lost. Yes, there was a sense of awe, and I want to experience that. Yes, there was a sense of sharing, and I want us to experience that. Certainly, there was those things. But right here, I want us to see that people got saved. And I want you to get this. While this virus is going around, 
people's hearts are tender. You, you may remember when our nation was attacked in 9-11. Do you remember when everything was going on? It just seemed like people's hearts were tender during that time. They might not be saying a lot of words, but at the end of the day, they were thinking about things that normally they probably wouldn't be thinking about. People's hearts right now are tender and they're, they're hungering for the gospel message. Let me ask you a question. What if it took you losing your job to see a friend or a family member get saved? Their soul to be saved. What if it took losing your health to see someone's life turned around? When you suffer, you develop a, a sensitivity that you may not have had before. This morning, we all made a, a big old pot of coffee. I'm so thankful that y'all came together and made some pot, pot of coffee. And I don't know, have you ever had maybe a, a, a sip of coffee or maybe some soup or something like that, and, and you burned your tongue? Have you ever had that happen? So you're having like a little mini crisis right there, right on your tongue, and your taste buds are hurting, and your tongue hurts, and it's just, you know, it's difficult. And then after you've burned your tongue, you went to put something in your mouth, maybe drink something that was totally a normal temperature, but your tongue was extra sensitive. Have you ever had this happen? It was extra sensitive. And so even those normal things were, were taking place, it still was sensitive and it hurt to the touch. That's what's taking place right now. That's where people's hearts are right now. They're hurting. And, and the normal things, they would take, the, the normal things that we might say about Jesus, they're extra sensitive to during this time. And so what I want us to consider today as we look at this recipe of having a personal revival, I want us to recognize the sensitivity that is on so many hearts. Let me tell you, you might be able to be vulnerable with someone, share your struggles with someone who's not a believer. And in the midst of all that, tell them about your worship. Tell them about your trusting in God. Tell them how you're planning out your day. And they might look at you and say, I need that.